It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Just how concerning was the Cowboys' Week 18 loss to the Commanders? All that more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. They have a special offer for our listeners right now. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. I am Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. He is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, how's it going today? Uh, it's been better. Obviously this was not the game that the Cowboys wanted to walk into, but, um, you know, we'll get into it. I I think this is obviously there are a lot of angles to this that we all need to be kind of covered to kind of get an idea of exactly what happened today here on Sunday. Yeah. So week 18 Cowboys final game of the season, they play the Washington commanders in case you didn't see, uh, Dallas loses 26 to six game was a little bit closer than the final score. Uh, turnovers galore. They started out with the Cowboys, uh, Brian Anger dropping a punt on the was it, first drive of the game, second drive of the game, Washington scored a touchdown. Kevontae Turpin fumbled a, uh, a punt return. Washington actually didn't get any points out of that. Dak Prescott threw a pick six. My big question for you, how concerning is this loss going into the playoffs to be the Cowboys? I think we won't know until we know the the – playoff status of Deron Bland because honestly like I mean I'm not going to change my tune from what we were talking about before this game started where the the only thing that matters from this game ultimately is is the health of the team you know um so I I I, it's hard to I think it's extremely difficult and would be foolish to kind of evaluate this game as a normal game um I, I think the Cowboys made a lot of weird mistakes uh, on, on you know, kind of a, a strategic level about how to handle this whole situation with their starters and w- what they were showing, um, and I think that kind of lack of clarity of purpose of the, what, what they're doing in the game really showed in, in, the, in their play, uh, especially on offense. Um, but I, I think you know that's why for me the, the main takeaway of this is the health of the team because. Uh, you know, we'll talk about all the different masters that were trying to be served by by the yeah. Cowboys in this game. So let's just update the the Ron Bland. Uh, he left in the third quarter with a chest injury. He was ruled questionable to return. Did not return uh, to the field. The team said he's going to be reevaluated further on Monday morning. Usually, that's not a great sign, but we'll see. I, we're fingers crossed that uh, the Cowboys get good news there because otherwise. They're going to have some major problems going into this Tampa Bay game, which, by the way, yes, we are playing Tampa Bay Buccaneers yeah. in the first round of the playoffs. 
hasn't been announced yet when that game will be played, but I, I would talk be about re- it being Monday, hasn't it? Yeah, I would, I, say, I would block off your Monday night. Just, just, just saying that. So, uh. Uh, I, if Deron Bland misses that game, they're going to be in trouble. That, that's that's really all I have to say. Yeah, I mean that's that's all stuff that we're, conjecture we're going to have to deal with, um, you know, next week because that's that's ultimately something we'll we'll find out as we as we go along. But ultimately, that's the that's the biggest takeaway from this game, if, you right. know, as it is. Yes, I agree. Um, we're going to talk about both sides of the ball in a second, but did you agree with Mike McCarthy playing the starters well into the fourth quarter on both sides of the ball? Once it was clear, number one, you weren't going to win this game, and number two, it wasn't going to matter whether you did or didn't. Uh, let's just lay out all the pieces here right now, real quick, if you don't mind. I think mm-hmm. it's just simpler that way. Uh, in my opinion, they went into this game with the idea that I think that they wanted to play their starters, but play a very, very, very vanilla game plan. Hope that they could kind of get a, a lead early and then hand it over to the the back, you know, as mu- as many of the backups as they could play. And I, I think that's the other thing that we need to remember here is, like we said all week, you know, the idea of playing the backups or playing the second team, like that's not as always like, you know, it's not lines of hockey. It's, it's, it's specific guys you need to get in there. And that's ultimately what we're talking about. I think what happened is that, especially on the offensive side of the ball um, is that they didn't play well with such a a, a vanilla game plan. Uh, Dak particularly played poorly at times. I do think that some of it was, especially early was just kind of miscues and drops and stuff where Mm -hmm. Dak wasn't necessarily at fault, but definitely the pick six, you know, you got to see Fuller sitting on that. Uh, and then they did try to get him to kind of play through it just to kind of get the taste out of his mouth. And they kept on kind of chasing that into the fourth quarter. And then ultimately was like, look at the scoreboards of the other games. What are we doing here? Time to get Dak out. So I, I definitely have a lot of questions about as to the timing of, you know, why they waited so long to pull Dak uh, and, 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 you know, Pollard and, and, and Zeke and all those guys. Uh, but I do think that clearly they came into this game um, – you know, not not necessarily putting a lot of of schemed plays out there. Not not trying to take advantage of of specific matchups. Not, I mean, no. Like I said, there was almost no play action, almost no motion, no, no frills in this offense at all. Uh, I think the miscalculation was the fact that they thought that they could win that way, uh, despite playing you know some of the backups. So yeah, and then on the de- defense, on the defensive side of things, they they did rotate a lot of guys. They had seventeen players on defense play at least 21 snaps that doesn't include like Sam Williams and Dante Fowler and Jabril Cox and Luke Gifford who all got snaps on defense. So they were able to rotate those guys in heavily. It's just the offense was so bad that they didn't really give the defense uh, any help at all. I thought the defense played fine for the the defense. Honestly, you know, honestly, they, they gave up seven points in the first quarter, six points in the second quarter, but that wasn't them. Remember, that was the pick six by Dak. Yeah. Seven in the third quarter, six in the fourth quarter. Like, it, and they got an but, interception in the end zone. Like, you know, you think about yeah. some of the field position stuff that they had to, they had to go through. Well, there, there um, was a wild stat I saw. It was almost at halftime. It was Dallas's starting field position was their own 17. Yeah. And Washington's was the Dallas 33-yard line. Yeah, I mean that was crazy like that. So uh, that's why I think it's kind of that's why I'm telling you this. This is a really tough game to try to evaluate what's going on. I thought that there there were aspects of the defense that had played better than yeah. they had in weeks. The pass rush I thought looked good. You know, like they were getting they were harassing him and, and harassing, getting hits on the quarterback, and getting sacks. Uh, you know, I thought it's for the just, most part, 
yeah, it's just that they had thinking what they were up against was was extremely difficult. I mean, yeah. as far as field position and 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 the kind of positions they were put into, not necessarily the opponent. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, so uh, and. I mean, listen, it was just it was that one cornerback spot continues to give them problems, yeah. right? Other than a couple of big plays down the field to Terry McLaurin or Jahan Dotson, and then a pass interference that gives you points. Like I I think we see why that I think you see why the Cowboys claimed Trayvon Mullen and then immediately went back around and cha- claimed Xavier uh Roads as oh, well. Right. I mean they're right. just searching it, for any answer right now. Yeah, I think Mullen clearly sh- showed you in this game, what maybe they were here, they were seeing in practice as well. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to talk more about the defense and a little bit. We have to talk about Dak Prescott and the offense, yeah. but before we do that, I'll let you know that today's podcast is sponsored by Tommy Johns. Winter mornings are absolutely brutal where I live. Like a lot of times you'll wake up with like negative 22 wind chill. So here's my tip for tackling the day in comfort. Grab new Tommy John loungewear and take cozy wherever you go. When you start the year in Tommy John, you are just that much more comfortable, so you can do everything better. With over 20 million pairs sold and thousands of five-star reviews, people absolutely love Tommy John. That's why Tommy John doesn't have customers. They have fanatics. Uh, it's, I mean, really, honestly, it's all I wear during the day. But working from home, why else? <laughs> why would I wear jeans or nice pants? I'm wearing Tommy John's. Uh, it's absolutely amazing. Right now, you can get 20% off your first order at TommyJohn.com slash LockedOn. 20% off right now at TommyJohn.com slash LockedOn. We also want to let you know that today's podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Therapy. It's not crisis line. It's not self-help. It's real, actual therapy uh, brought right to you via your phone, via your computer, Therapists are trained to help you figure out the causes of challenging emotions, and they can help you learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called you. BetterHelp has connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient, secure, and accessible anywhere, 100% online. Everyone deserves to feel their best. BetterHelp makes it easy for you to get started. If you've benefited uh, from therapy in the past, you know how much BetterHelp can actually help you. Get unstuck with BetterHelp. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn. That is BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn. No waiting rooms. Again, no traffic. No endless searching for the right therapist. You can change your therapist whenever you want. That's why it's the absolute best way uh, right now to, to get some help. Again, BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn. All right, Lena, let's talk about Dak. 14 of 37 for 128 yards, one touchdown, one interception, passer rating of 45.8. Lena, the Cowboys averaged in this game. Are you ready? Mm. 2.8 yards per pass attempt in this one when you factor in sacks and penalties. This is the worst I've ever seen Dak play. Yeah, I mean, I think – like I said, he got put into a pretty terrible situation, I think, with with kind of the scenario in general. Because if you look at it, you know, they were trying – not only were they playing a very vanilla uh, uh, game plan, uh, they were also calling the game very, you know, v- vanilla. They were doing a lot of first and second down runs and then forcing Dak to kind of be put into third down situations to throw the football. He wasn't throwing the ball well with, a- with accuracy today, uh, at least consistently. Um, I-, I think that, you know, the, the part of – 
the part that's really struggled that I really struggled with again is that why are you going to leave Dak out there and 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 the first team offense if you're going to play that way and and you know look the Cowboys have kind of lived and died offensively uh, by 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 being a very good third down offense and a lot of that is setting them up on first and second downs. Uh, when they have the chance, well, you're not going to get the opportunity if you can't run the football against this. Uh, you know, what, look, one thing that the commanders really did well today was 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 stop the run and played the run really well. I think the Cowboys didn't give their first and second down offense any better opportunities by adding in play action and motion and the things that we talked about. Uh, and because of that, they were just having to hope that Dak could continue to convert third downs at, at that, you know, high rate, which is, you know, just unrealistic. And, and what it ended up doing is, you know, forcing Dak to kind of throw into tight windows. And, and if no one's going to be schemed open and you've got CeeDee Lamb as the only person who can, you know, win one-on-one matchups on a, a consistent yeah. basis, it's going to be tough. So the Cowboys offense needs that extra layer of scheme to it to kind of get uh, opportunities for these wide receivers to convert. And if you're not going to allow that, uh, then it's going to be just kind of very vanilla looking. The teams are no- going to know what you're running. Uh, and if you don't have enough players to win on the outside like that, then you're going to have problems. Yeah, this isn't last year's offense where you could just trust that Amari Cooper was going to get open in one-on-one situations and create separation. Like they just they don't have that. It's why in this game, Michael Gallup and Noah Brown combined for 20 yards on 12 targets. Like yeah. They were non-factors, and I, I know the Cowboys were limiting some of the routes that C.D. Lamb was running, um, but man, it's it's that to me has been it's a problem. It's tough to do that. It's yeah. tough to do that when you don't have a, another you know way to another kind of thing to pull the gravity of your right. offense away, right? Like they're just going to man you up, and unless you're playing T.Y. Hilton out there at a rate that you're not comfortable playing, you, you don't necessarily have anyone who's you know, winning to get open like that, unless you're willing to throw more 50, 50 balls to gallop down the field. So, you know, they just, they just don't have that in their offense and to kind of pretend like they did for so long and think that Dak could just work his way out of it. When the most complicated or interesting thing you're doing is doing some no huddle every once in a while when you're in spread, it's just, it's just not realistic. And they put Dak in a terrible spot and he played. He did. He he played poorly. My concern was Dak just did not, have any kind of pocket presence in this game uh, just right from the get-go like you saw him fading away on passes and when there was pressure rather than stepping up he was drifting back to his right and throwing off his back foot and right before the pick six he had an open pocket he could have stepped up yeah. and, and thrown That's, the ball instead yeah go ahead i was just gonna say i i i mean it, i want to see the tape i want to see the end zone copy but to me it seemed like he didn't trust McGovern at center, you know, because because you pointed it out. The issue was at times not stepping up in the pocket, didn't feel like the front of his pocket was secure, right? And then, uh, yeah, so so he was in, ended up drifting. There was just like there was a time I remember when uh, when I can't remember who it was at the end that that uh, Tyron was going on the right side where they got around and they caught. I think they caused the fumble or they got his hand on on Dak. And you're sitting there going, why isn't Dak stepping up into the pocket where he has the opportunity? I just don't feel like. He trusted what what was happening with McGovern at center, and 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 he needed to. Like there were times when the pocket was there, and he just and he didn't step up into it, you know. And it, it, it's, it's concerning, it's, honestly. That's that's the part that makes me feel the most nervous going into the playoff game. Is for the most part, Dak has been really calm 
in the pocket. And what I liked about him, even early in his career, was when there was pressure, he either stood tall or he moved up in the pocket. Yeah, him drifting back and fading away, like he just doesn't have the it's arm talent. Yeah, yeah, and he doesn't have the arm talent like a, a Herbert or a Josh Allen or a Mahomes to be able to throw off his back foot and drive the ball to the sideline. And that's why you saw the pick six. So of all the things that happened today, I think that's what has me the most nervous going into next week because you know that Todd Bowles and the Buccaneers are going to find ways to make Dak feel uncomfortable in the pocket. Well, that's why you hope that Tyler Biotis is back next week, you know, yeah. because then he can kind of slide everyone back. You, you, you think that Dak will just have a little bit, a little bit more comfort there. I also think that again, kind of the opportunity to uh, have more motion and, and play action will kind of change the angles for things for Dak. But this was just, this was a poor. Uh, I mean, you want to call it a poor coaching job, just because again, like it, it, it but I at the same time, I feel like there is some some things here where again, like you're trying to do too much. Like you're not just trying to win the game. You're trying to win the game without revealing too much from your office, without getting your guys hurt without, you know, and it's, it, and when you do that, it's like, it looks well, I ugly. Saying, I, I think <laughs> just to be fair, I think Tampa Bay had the same problems today. Now I, Tampa Bay's often too. has been, they, they, they've had their fair share of problems this year. But Tom Brady was 13 of 17 for 84 yards. Um, it, he had he averaged four point nine yards attempt against Atlanta's defense. Like they didn't look great, right? They they were able to put up some points in this game, but I, I think they were having some of the same issues. Is like how do you play fast and loose and aggressive, but also not reveal too much ahead of a playoff game and also not put your guys in danger, you know? I, I think the real problem for the Cowboys is that they needed to play a team that wasn't this strong up front in order to play that kind of game plan, and on the road, right? like it just they, I they mean, just play yeah, so much like, better at home, which it's probably going to be an, an issue now that they're, they're going to have to likely play throughout the playoffs on the road. Look, they, like they have to overcome that anyways. If the Cowboys are going to do anything, and that this kind of goes back to my whole thing about you know not being afraid of who you're playing in the playoffs. Ultimately, you're going to have to beat the best teams in, in the NFL if you want to win the Super Bowl. Sorry, like that's just part of the deal. You would love to win it at you'd love to play it at home, but the Cowboys have got to find a way to play better on the road. I I you know, I don't think I don't think this is a good indication of what it is, of what they can do on the road or, no. or even on, on outside or in grass fields. I I think that uh, I think it didn't give us any more confidence in this. I would have loved to get out of this game with more confidence in that, but I don't know that this like has me feeling any better or worse about playing Tampa on Monday. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I was already concerned about this to, to the, some degree. The good news is the Cowboys put up 56 on the road last year in week 18 and it, did matter that's i mean that's the other thing right is that like it's not like you know the other route did you any better right so i mean let's see what let's see what how it happens this week and and look you know if you want to talk about trends cowboys haven't lost two games in a row this year so uh you know maybe they just got it out of their way so i I don't know it's i'm obviously frustrated with the way the cowboys played and just look at the scoreboard to feel that way um but i also you know it's hard to evaluate exactly how much of this was a team that wasn't given clear instructions on exactly what they're doing and how much of this was just bad play versus a, a, a team, an inferior team. All right. Let's uh, let's talk about some of the other issues that the Cowboys had uh, on, on Sunday, but they had a lot. Uh, but before we do that, <laughs> we'll tell you about the ultimate football GM app 
really excited to tell you about this. If you've ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your football franchise, well, your dream can come true because this game is definitely for you. You manage every strategic aspect for your team. You can play through the season and lead your team to glory. You're going to be responsible for hiring the right coaches and coordinators, trading players, making draft picks, navigating your franchise through free agency and the draft, and all the ups and downs of the season. All of this is in a challenging but realistic game world. The Ultimate Football GM app is completely free and playable offline, so you can play in the go as you want and when you want to. Locked On Cowboys listeners will get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in the game store. That is Locked On, all caps. Uh, so make sure you check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app store. That's ultimate-gm.com, the Ultimate Football GM app. Start your dynasty today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we, we talked a little bit about the defense. I thought they played pretty well, all things considered. Do you have any more thoughts on the defense before we move on to special teams? No, I mean, I think it's just, it's hard, right? Because they're playing an inferior opponent, but like if they had gotten this kind of result, uh, considering against uh, a regular team, you'd be like kind of thrilled because it seems like a lot of points to be happy about what the way the defense played and against the backup quarterback, but the offense put them in such bad situations that like on a, on a play by play level, you know, you're, you're kind of impressed. Now, obviously you got to remove how badly, you know, that other cornerback position is they got to solve that. Um, but I, I also think that you're not going to see Nick Mullins necessarily out there against, you know, Chris Godwin on like on Monday against him. No, ho- hopefully not Nick Mullins or Trayvon hopefully Mullins for the, either. Or either Trayvon, of yeah, guys. Trayvon Mullins. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, Nick Mullins probably would have done about the same. So, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it would have been the same. You saw why the Raiders, if they drafted him in the second round, moved on pretty quickly. The Cardinals signed him, moved on from him pretty quickly. Like he's got a lot of physical ability and he can tackle, but he just can't quite find the ball in the air which it's like it's like what po- pre Cincinnati Bengals Jadobi Awuzie basically yeah I mean a little bit I, so I was thinking more like I was thinking more like of uh Kevin Smith like after he tore his Achilles god jeez yeah that is dark. brutal uh all right let's uh, let's talk about the special teams because yeah I mean easily the worst game of the day it, it starts with Brian Anger dropping the putt which just mm-hmm kind of set the whole mood of the game. And then Cavante Turpin drops uh, the punt return. And then now, was he supposed to be tackled there? That was the thing that I think I was trying to get an answer from somebody else on that too, because is I think that that's what Mike McCarthy was making such a fuss about was that, is he supposed to be tackled like that? Even when he bobbles it? I, that, Cause I, I saw. So, I think like, spo- so they talked about in the rules that if you signal for a fair catch and you muff it, you still have the chance to, grab it back unless it gets outside of the framework of your body and then it's free game. So I think that's, I think maybe McCarthy was arguing like what's considered outside the framework of your body. It's a little subjective. Okay. Okay. And then my other point, my other point was that I think on the extra point, right. That they missed 
it, it it seemed like it seemed like that uh uh anger may have dropped that one too to yeah. me or or at least or, or it could have been a bad snap I, I it was hard to tell but it seemed like the ball got on the ground in a way that was not being placed down for the kicker yeah. properly now i'm gonna give you some good and some bad with brian Hager. are you ready okay let's hear it. uh the bad is that he had a couple really short punts with no hang time we're watching like dallas was punting from the 30 and they got the ball like their own 40 like there were just some bad punts yeah he also had nearly 500 yards of punting in this game oh which is kind of kind of crazy at 10 points that's not really that good good for him but i mean it's like yeah <laughs> gotta... if he would have had the other one that he didn't drop he would have had another but yeah 10 punts for 478 yards it's quite a bit. doubling his punting yardage in one game for the whole season. Uh, special teams are just a disaster, and if they have a game even remotely like that against Tampa, they're going to lose. You just you can't overcome multiple special teams blunders like that. Well, special teams were were a problem on both sides of the ball, and I, oh, I yeah. do think that the field and the and the wind was having a pretty serious effect on kicks on punts because the punt their punter uh, muffed a punt as well. They just recovered it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, so I do think that the, the, the conditions were having an effect for both teams. Uh, but yeah, the miscues, I mean, like, you know, can't drop a punt. Like you can't, right. you know, you, you can't, you gotta get the snap down. Like those simple things like that. I mean, I mean, I, and I don't mean drop a punt, like the punt returner I'm, that happens sometimes with just with the left hit foot yeah. kicker in yeah. the windy, you can't drop the snap to punt yeah. the ball though. Because like, that's, that's that's the difference a lot of times in like 70 yards of field position, right? Like yeah. if you assume you get a 50-yard punt, but you're dropping a punt that's, you know, 20 yards behind the line of scrimmage, it's just a massive play. Um, so 10 points were cost you by the combination of whoever, I can't remember the, the long snapper that replaced Jake McQuaid uh, and and Brian Anger. I don't know if Anger dropped the ball because it was a bad snap uh, on the on the, on the the punt or and on the, the extra point, but between those two guys – they cost basically the Cowboys 10 points. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or no, um, I'm sorry, eight points because that was an extra point. Yeah. Uh, so the Cowboys finished 12 and five for the second consecutive season. Again, we'll see what happens. Last year, they, they blew out the Eagles in week 18 against the Eagles backups. <laughs> Cowboys came out extremely flat in round one of the playoffs. This year, um, didn't play well at all. In week 18, maybe they'll have a little bit more urgency. I will say one thing that Mike McCarthy said during the week is that they just hadn't practiced a lot because of the schedule, because they played, you know, three games in 12 days. I wonder if that contributed to a lot of this. They just look really rusty, not flat because it it just looked like a lot of rust. Yeah, I don't disagree. And again, like I think kind of playing, uh, you know, a different adjusted game plan all all those factors it, it just felt like an uh, an abnormal week uh yeah. so uh, you know maybe maybe getting an extra day and some normal practice uh will kind of clean things up I mean, that's all we can hope for at this point you know um i i think this is a clearly a better team than what we saw on, oh, on yeah. sunday against yeah. the uh, against the, the the commanders and i and i think that it's not coincidental that that this was a a uh, questionable, questionably meaningful game for them. So I'm hoping to see a much, much more prepared and much more, more sharp team uh, against Tampa Bay in the playoffs, obviously. Well, Landon, 2022-23 season is officially over. Now we are in the playoffs. Cowboys made it. Five seed. It's time to time to get ready for the postseason. This is fun. I, I, before we go, just 
there was a moment in this season where, yeah, I mean, after week one, it felt like it was going to be another lost season, right? Like, hey, Dak is down. Let's maybe try to battle and to give yourself a chance of making the playoffs. They've done that. They're twelve and they're twelve and five. They one of the best point differentials in the league. Who knows what can happen? Let's just let's not try to to um, think about this. Focus on the much. negative. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's the thing. Is I, I think that's the thing. I, I, I my message too is that you know going into this game, we were talking about whether the Cowboys should even play their starters. Yeah. So I, I I wouldn't worry so much about the outcome of this because that that's the kind of mindset that you're going into the game. That's not the kind of mindset you're going into a playoff right. game. So fingers crossed on Deron Bland because if he comes out and it's, it seems like he's okay. Then, in a lot of ways, I'm going to say no harm, no foul with this week 18 yeah. game, right? So, uh, we got a lot to lot to do this week as we get ready for Cowboys Bucks Wild Card Weekend. But we want to thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen today. For your second listen, check out the Locked On NFL podcast, bringing you the local insights you love to the national spotlight with daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories. Locked On NFL available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Go follow the show on YouTube at Locked on Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. Enjoy your Monday. We'll see you guys next time. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.